the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I I tell you, today is a wonderful, wonderful day, Uh, especially if you served uh, in the military or if, if you are a first responder or same even if you are a family member of a veterans or active duty military person or first responders today is veterans day and um, i tell you so many people so many families have sacrificed so much to make sure that we keep this great country this great country of free here in this land of the free and the brave where we are able to, I tell you, be anything, anyone that you want to be. I'm talking about if you, uh, I believe patriotism is, is, it means a whole lot. And if you strive to be the best person that you can be. And a lot of veterans and first responders, uh, just like I mentioned, have made sure that uh, we remain that way. After 240-something years. Uh, probably a little bit longer than that, though, but uh, that's what uh, the record says. So uh, I want to talk about uh, we remember everyone that has served before and everyone that's serving now. And I tell you, uh, before we get started, I want to say that uh, my heart is, is totally broken today. I... Uh, lost my baby sister uh, this morning and I just wanted uh, to say that uh, Gail you are always with me uh, my heart hurts but uh, I love you I just wanted to do a quick tribute to to you before we get this show started Michelle how you doing today I'm doing great James and again you know we we lost in a an amazing woman in Gail, and um, we celebrate her life, and we celebrate all the veterans out there, everyone who's given up their life for our country and our freedom, and we just we just want to say happy Veterans Day. And Chris, my great producer, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing okay, my man. Deepest sympathies to you and your family. Thank you, man. Thank you. And I tell you, uh, guess we got such a fantastic uh, guest today and uh, his name is Dr. Jim McMahon a very very good friend of mine uh, I reach out to him I trust him uh, he t- I mean 
just a wonderful man. And he's going to share today uh, a little bit about uh, legacy, uh, primarily uh, with his father and grandfather. He's going to talk to us a little bit about Abraham Lincoln and math. Uh, and we're going to learn about Jim McMahon. So uh, what we call the conversation with the, t the title of tonight's show is A Conversation with Dr. Jim McMahon. Yeah, so I, I tell you, but uh, I want everybody just to pay attention for about three or four minutes. Uh, Chris, I want you to play that piece uh, by Mike Monarchy, very good friend of mine. He wrote this, and uh, it's in uh, a tribute to all the veterans and the first responders called We Remember. Why we remember. To remember not only the fallen, but the sacrifices made by the living, who have experienced horrors which are simply beyond the comprehension of the unindoctrinated. To acknowledge the sacrifice made by the families of the fallen, and of all those who have served and who are still serving. Because nobody ever truly comes home for more. Only a version of yourself returns. A haunted version whose very soul has been irreversibly stained by the realization that evil is in fact real. And it does indeed cajole decent people into doing awful things. It's the understanding of how unspeakably horrible one person can be to another. War forever taints you. Witnessing a flagrant disregard for the sanctity of life is not something you can unsee. It is this stain which affects every aspect of your civilian life, often for the rest of your life. We remember our soldiers because they bear a terrible burden so that others will never have to carry the painful weight of freedom. To acknowledge the privilege we enjoy of living in a peaceful country where our children can safely walk to school without the fear of their school being bombed. We remember because we acknowledge that we can not ever fully appreciate the sacrifices. So we remember in lieu of understanding. We remember because it's the best that we can do and the least we should do to honor our soldiers, sailors, and airmen, both past and present. We remember because they likely know the unforgettable stench of burning human flesh and the sound of the screams of the burning. We remember them because they cannot forget. We remember because the survivors often struggle from debilitating depression, relentless nightmares, and uncontrollable anger. 
we remember because veterans are at a much higher risk of suicide. We remember them because many of them can never find peace. We remember them because we don't carry the burden of becoming them. piece was created by my very good friend uh, Mark Monarchy and uh, I I thought that it was so important that we shared that message uh, with our listening audience today and I tell you if you want to be part of the great conversation that's one 1170 and uh, Michelle I can't wait to bring this great guest a great friend of mine Dr. Jim McMahon can you uh uh, tell our listening audience um, the purpose of the show today, and can we introduce this this great uh, guest? Yes. The purpose of the show today is getting to know the background of our guest tonight, Dr. Jim McGann, to discuss the history of his family's service in the United States military, learn about his creation of the math blog, Math Vacation, talk about his professional career in education and also in material science and engineering and discuss his involvement in charitable organizations. Jim McMahon, after graduating from Illinois Tech in 1981, Bachelor of Science degree in Material Sciences and Engineering, James McMahon continued his education at the University of Illinois Champaign-Urbana and earned his doctorate in Material Science and Engineering in 1986. Moving to California, he taught engineering at San Diego State University while beginning his professional career at Advanced Cardiovascular Systems. After a spinoff and an acquisition, the firm is now part of Abbott Laboratories. Except for three years at the company's European headquarters in Brussels, the Stent Manufacturing Facility in Ireland, and its European Distribution Center in the Netherlands, he worked at Abbott Vascular's Temecula, California, manufacturing facility until his retirement in 2018. Dr. McMahon has patents for medical guide wire and endovascular stents design. He teaches at the University of Redland School of Business and serves on the board of directors for two charitable organizations. James, his wife Mary, reside in Winchester, California. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, proudly presents Dr. James McMahon. How you doing, Dr. McMahon? Welcome to the show. Just Welcome great. to the Thank show, you, my James. friend. Good to see you, Michelle. Wow. I tell you what, Doc, uh, before we get off into uh, uh, this deep conversation that we are about to have with you. We want to take a station break so there won't be any interruptions right now. I tell you, if you want to be part of this great conversation with Dr. Jim McMahon, that's 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. It's your life. I'm James Cool. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Are you a veteran over the age of 65, or were you married to a veteran over the age of 65? If so, we want to make sure you're getting all the VA benefits you deserve. Veterans Advocacy Associates is a nonprofit organization whose sole goal is to help veterans get the benefits they've earned and deserve. They've helped thousands of veterans and their surviving spouses understand and receive VA benefits. Call them, even if you have previously been denied. Call 951-296-6755 or visit myvaa.org. That's myvaa.org. 
The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And uh, as I mentioned, we got uh, Dr. Jim McMahon uh, as our guest today. A very, very great friend of mine. uh, Doing a lot of great things. And it's a lot of history there as well. So uh, listen to audience. If you want to be part of this conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Doctor Batman, uh, can you tell our listener audience what was it like growing up in Illinois, and what was your fondest memories? Oh, I would say um, I remember very muggy summers, the cicadas, uh, which I think. I think they came back this year. Uh, being able to roam the neighborhood at all hours of the day, which a lot of kids don't get to do now. I think uh, swimming in high school um, and, um, oh, and of course, meeting my wife at University of Illinois. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, Jim, as you know, uh, today is Veterans Day, and your grandfather and your father served in the United States military. Jim, let's start with your grandfather and his military career in the United States Army and during uh, World War One. Okay, so this is really good for today because it's Armistice Day, as it was originally known when the armistice was signed, ending World War One. Um, my Grandfather was part of the surge in the last year. So if you recall, in um, World War I, it was a lot of trench warfare and just, you know, a stalemate. Millions of soldiers dying. Um, I, I, I looked up just, just to remind myself. It was uh, 9 million soldiers were killed. 21 million were wounded. Another 13 million civilians were killed. And then if that wasn't bad enough, somewhere between 17 
to 50 million additional people died from the Spanish flu. So it was a good war to end and to be done with. Uh, when my grandfather went over in early 1918, uh, the U.S. was slow to, to get involved with w World War I. But when they did, it was all in. And they started sending 10,000 men a day. And that surge continued week after week, month after month, where 10,000 became 100,000, and then soon it became over a million and more. And that was enough to turn the tide of the war and push the Germans back and force them into signing the armistice. Now, before he um, went to the continent, he was staged in, um, in Britain, as many of them were. And he got to hear a speech by King George V. So a lot of people remember that movie about his son, King George VI, about the king's speech. And King George VI overcame a stutter in order to motivate his people during World War II. But his father was a very good speaker, too. And my grandfather got to hear him speak. And so what happened was they paraded the U.S. soldiers, several thousand of them, through London. And one of the stops was at Buckingham Palace. And King George V gave them a wonderful, motivating speech. And it's not that long. If I can, I'll, I'd like to read it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Please do. Okay. So let me uh, pull up. Soldiers of the United States, the people of the British Isles, welcome you on your way to take stand Besides armies of many nations now fighting in the old world, the great battles for human freedom. The allies will gain a new heart and spirit in your company. I wish I could shake the hand of each and every one of you and bid you Godspeed on your mission. Sign, and then... A uh, British soldier approached my grandfather and handed him a card. I brought that card with me to the studio. And it's written in the king's own handwriting, but reproduced so each soldier could have that. And I think about how powerful a speech that was. It wasn't very long, but it got the entire message, you know, about the new and the old worlds joining together to fight the great evil that was happening. And then the other thing I noticed in studying this speech was King George, he didn't say, I welcome you. He says, the people, um, the people of the British Isles welcomes you, right? He didn't make it just about him. But he did say, I wish I could shake the hand of each and every one of you. And he made that possible by sending the British soldiers out, handing the cards to each American soldier. And then the British soldier on behalf of the king shook the soldier's hand. And I thought, that's a great way to send those soldiers off. Wow, what a powerful, powerful a piece of work that is. Uh, and then uh, for you to have a copy of it, that's, uh, that's absolutely wonderful. You know, so... Hey, Jim, 
Can uh, let's let's switch it a little bit. Can mm-hmm. you uh, tell us a little bit about your father's service in the United States Navy? Yes. So my father uh, served in the U.S. Navy. Uh, he enlisted right after Pearl Harbor, as many people did. Uh, he went to Great Lakes. And then from Great Lakes, I think he went to Sonar School in Florida. And then right after that, he was assigned to a brand new um, Everts-class destroyer escort. He was on the USS Griswold. Uh, the, um, those destroyer escorts, I don't think there's anything quite like it in the U.S. Navy now. I mean, it's a much smaller ship than the modern frigates. Um, it came in just under 1,200 tons, wasn't heavily armored, uh, not a lot of big guns, just smaller guns, but, you know, they carried depth charges where they chased uh, submarines. And so that was my father's role. He was the sonar man listening for those subs. Uh, they, after their shakedown um, uh, trip, right after they picked up the ship, they patrolled the Pacific for German subs. Then they continued on through the Panama Canal, and he, most of his service was in the Pacific. And he, um, he served in the liberation of the Philippines and then stayed at the Philippines waiting for the big invasion of Japan, which fortunately didn't have to happen. Wow. Jim, with your grandfather and your father serving in the United States military, did you ever consider joining yourself when you were growing up? I did, and I just thought, okay, that's the way it's going to be. You know, like I'm, I'll be in the next war. Um, I was in high school during Vietnam. I was a little too young for it. I had one older classmate who did enlist in the Army, but like in the very last year. Okay. So I'm, I'm very thankful for our many veterans who made it possible so I didn't have to. Yes, thank, thank you, thank you, thanking all our veterans today on Veterans Day. Jim, we're going to kind of switch gears now. We're going to talk about uh, math. So you are the creator and author of the math blog, Math Vacation. Can you share with our listening audience uh, what exactly is this and why did you create it? So I created for my own purpose of just getting used to writing as often as possible about a subject and it started off as a project a couple years ago I wanted to write a math book for um, middle school kids and the reason it was called math vacation the idea is um, I was looking for something a teacher could assign to their class for summer reading so it had to be kind of lighter reading and the idea was to have uh 12 to 20 self-contained lessons you know that they could do one or two each week just to keep their math skills tuned up over the summer break i um had a conversation with a friend who was writing a book it was a um, fiction book but his publisher said or suggested to him that he should start a blog in order to practice writing every day. And I took, I jumped on that. I said, oh, that's a great idea. So I took my first couple lessons that I had written and those became my first postings in the blog. Then I evolved 
in my writing where I said, you know what, I'm not going to just focus on things that kids can do, like magic tricks with math and that sort of thing. I'm going to do um, just any topic I see in the news that might be math-related, I'll, I'll write a little bit about it. Hey, Jim, hold that thought. We're okay. going to take a station break. I want to come back and continue uh, that point that you're making right now. Okay. If you want to be part of the conversation uh, with Dr. Jim McMahon, that's 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. It's your life. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen-to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Noah Dingley here, producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. Our guest tonight is Dr. Jim McMahon. And listening audience, if you want to be part of this conversation, please call in at 1-888-344-1170. 1-888-344-1170. Wow. You know, uh, this is such a fascinating conversation. We're talking about math. Jim, you were in the middle of speaking about the math blog, um, man. Math Vacation, you were telling us why you created it uh, before the station break. Can you continue on that topic? Oh, sure. So one of the things that inspired me early on was I taught a, um, even though I was targeting middle school kids, I taught a a very smart eight-year-old a math trick. And he picked it up in a second. And I didn't teach it to him one-on-one. He learned it by reading a a sample chapter I had written for my book. And so if you'd like, I'd 
could I do that trick with you, Michelle? Sure. Okay. So what, what you need to do is think of a four-number pin. So it could be like your favorite pin or like the four digits from your phone number or social security number. I don't know any of those, so you, you've got that down, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Now, I, you need to, if you got a phone or a calculator out, you need to multiply that number by 153. Hold on. <laughs> okay. All right. And so now, do you have a, is it a six or a seven digit number? It's a six. One, two, three, four, five, six. And then are there any zeros in that? No, there is not. No zeros. Okay. So of those um, six places, pick one number that's going to be your secret number, even though it might repeat with one of the others. I don't know if there's any repeat numbers, but just pick one of those six places as your secret number. Okay. Got it. All right. Now, so of the five remaining digits, what are those? And you could tell me in any order. Okay, it is seven, one, two, one, four. Okay, so your secret number is uh, two. No. 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 Okay, seven, one, two, one, four, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Three, three. Yes. I made a math mistake. (laughs) How did you do that? (laughs) Okay, so this is, um, and I'm sorry, I missed missed it on the first time. I I looked down and I just added up some numbers wrong. So I have no idea what Michelle's first number was. And, but I had her multiply that by 153. 153 is a multiple of nine. And so any number you multiply by a multiple of nine, the result is a multiple of nine. So we started with a four-digit number that could have been anything, as long as it wasn't zero, 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 right? And now we ended up with a six-digit multiple of nine. And then a property that multiples of nine have is all the digits in that number will add up to nine or a multiple of nine. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so the digits you gave me, right? Seven, one, two, one, four. If I add those up, nine, ten, fifteen. Right? Mm-hmm. So I had fifteen. Mm-hmm. To get to the next multiple of nine, I need three. So that's how I got your your secret number. Wow. Wow. So Jim. Um, your math blog, and he has some postings regarding some famous conjectures, the twin prime conjecture and the gold back conjecture. What is a mathematical conjecture? Okay, so a conjecture is something that is considered to be true. Like there's a general consensus that this fact is true or this statement is true, but it hasn't been proven. Uh, so... The, um, if you remember about prime numbers, all integers are either prime or composites. And composite numbers are like numbers like four and six where you multiply two numbers and you get that number. 
where a prime, like 3, 5, 7, 13, it has no multiples other than itself and 1. And so 2,000 years ago, the early mathematicians proved there were an infinite number of prime numbers. So that was, a, that was proven, and so that's considered um, a, a, you know, a provable theorem. But then they also noticed that there's prime numbers that come in pairs, like 11 and 13, 17, 19. And those are called twin primes because they're just separated by two. And there seems to be no end to the twin primes. But at one of the things that happens with prime numbers, as the numbers get larger, they kind of get more and more rare. So the higher you get, the harder it's to find prime numbers. Uh, so, although, and with computers, computers can just check and, you know, just keep counting into the billions and trillions and so on and so forth. And they continue to find twin primes as high as you can go, but that doesn't prove that they go forever. So proof is, is in math is very hard. You have to prove it concretely that it will continue forever. Wow. You know, uh, Jim, can you tell our listeners a little bit about uh, what is the, the role of mathematics with uh, U.S. presidents, and especially um, one of the guys, uh, presidents that I admire, uh, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, can you explain that a little bit? Oh, sure. So we've, we've had a couple good presidents, uh, or, or good mathematicians and presidents. Um, James Garfield actually uh, established a new proof for the Pythagorean theorem. So I think I write that about that in my blog. Uh, but Abraham Lincoln was studying law. And Abraham Lincoln, remember, was self-taught. And so he would just pick up books and read them. And so he's studying law from a book. And the book says that you need to demonstrate your client's case. And he thought, what does it mean to demonstrate? You know, and he, couldn't, he, he kept looking for further explanations to demonstrate. And he had an idea that, okay, you're demonstrating, you're showing your case, um, that it's factual and that sort of thing. And someone gave him the idea. They go, you know what? You should study Euclid, the geometry of Euclid. And so Lincoln got the six volumes of books that Euclid wrote. And um, so what Euclid did 2,000 years ago when establishing what we call Euclidean geometry or plane geometry. Euclid started with just five given facts that you have to start off with some axioms that you consider to be true. And, and those facts, those five simple facts are, uh, you know, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Straight lines can continue forever. All right angles are equal. Uh, a circle is defined by a line segment uh, or uh, all points that have an equal distance to a point as defined by a line segment. And then he had a fifth postulate about uh, parallel lines, that if you have a, a line and a point not on that line, that there is only one other line that is parallel to the first line that goes through the point. Starting off with those five postulates, he's able to prove and demonstrate um, over a hundred different theorems in geometry. 
And so Abraham Lincoln mastered every one of those theorems. I think it was like 127. I forget the exact number. And if you remember, you know, some people found geometry in high school to be um, very difficult. But it's a very important subject because it's a, even though we think of it, oh, we're just studying shapes and that sort of thing. There's a formal logic that's developed in geometry where you establish these, you study these proofs. Hey, hey Dr. Mm-hmm. Jam, hold that thought. we got to take a station okay. break. I want to come back and, okay. and finish this great discussion. Oh, and I tell you, uh, callers, uh, I know that a couple of callers called in, you fell off. If you want to still be part of this great conversation, that's 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. We'll be back shortly after the break with a lot more of uh, Dr. Jim McMahon. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and uh, just like I said, we got the fantastic uh, Dr. Jim uh, McMahon. And uh, I tell you, uh, fascinating with how he was explaining uh, the theory, a lot of the theory of mathematics and uh, how uh, Abraham Lincoln mastered all 120 plus uh, uh, theories that he had came up with. And uh, I tell you, uh, listening audience, if you want to be part of this conversation, it's not too late. Uh, call us. That's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Dr. McMahon, I got to ask this question. And I was fascinated mm-hmm. with how you was explaining uh, how Abraham Lincoln uh, theories and how you proved those to be right and how you were self-taught. Uh, but, uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Jim, can you tell us, um, in your opinion, how can mathematics prove the existence of God? Oh, well, 
Oh, let me finish the Lincoln story because there's okay. one okay. more bit to that. So, um, if you so from high school, we did these what they're called two column proofs, where you you make a statement and then in the left column and then in the right column, you give the support for making that statement. And so the support might be a given fact of your problem, or it might be a prior axiom or theory uh, that's already been proven. And then you build up your case step by step. At the end of that proof, it's common to write QED. And I don't know if you remember doing that in high school, or sometimes people just do three dots. QED is uh, the Latin phrase for that which is to be demonstrated. And that's why going through this two-column proof method, Abraham Lincoln was able to become a much better lawyer and a much better debater. If you think about the uh, Lincoln-Douglas debates when he was running for Senate, there is no modern politician that could keep up with Lincoln. Those debates, I don't know if you remember the format, but the first person, they would alternate in each city, they would alternate who would go first. The first person spoke for 60 minutes, not two minutes like they do now. You know, no 60-second soundbite. First person speaks for 60 minutes. The second person then gets to rebut for 30 minutes. Then the second person gets to make their argument for 60 minutes. Then the first person comes back and gets to rebut for 30 minutes. So it's a three-hour debate. I can't think of any modern politician who could, who could do that. And so in those debates, Lincoln had to build up step by step the um, um, making his argument and in each step of the way being able to prove why that was so. So uh, one of the things, you know, you're asking me about proving the ex existence of God, and, and we could probably have a whole other uh, show on this. This has been the goal of many mathematicians. Um, uh, let's see, Gottfried Leibniz, who co-invented calculus with, with uh, Newton. Uh, actually, there's a debate between Germans and the English about who actually invented calculus. The, the English are, of course, going to say Newton, and the Germans are going to say Leibniz. But they, they came up with the concepts at the same time. Uh, Leibniz had a binary logic that he was trying to establish where things are just yes or no. And he was trying to use that to prove the existence of God. And then about 100 years after him, there was Reverend Thomas Bayes. And most people outside of statistics have never heard of Reverend Bayes. But he was uh, a full-time reverend, but he was also an amateur mathematician, but a very good one. And he was trying to prove the existence of God. And, and his argument was something of the sort of, given all the good around us, there must be a God. And the modern version of that is probably, um, in theological circ uh, circles, would be intelligent design. But Bayes was trying to do it using logic and a mathematical proof. And so to do that, he established this very rigorous approach to looking at probabilities. And unfortunately, he was unsuccessful in proving the existence of God. But he was so thorough in setting up this approach 
that it established an entire new branch of mathematics called Bayesian statistics. And so that I think that honors his quest to try to prove the existence of God. And Bayesian statistics now, it's very commonly used in the medical industry. Wow. So, Jim, um, there was a famous gambler once made a bet on the existence of God. Is this accurate? If so, can you kind of tell a listener audience um, the story behind this? Oh, yes. So the, the gambler is, uh, goes back a couple hundred years. There was a whole circle of French mathematicians. And um, they established modern probability theory. And it started off, there was a dice game that was commonly played. It wasn't craps, but it was played with three dice. And uh, the idea was um, one person would roll and the other person would lay the bet. And if they were successful in rolling the dice a certain way, they would win. And it was an even money bet. However... Over time, people realize, oh, it seems like there's a slight advantage to the person laying the bet versus the person rolling the dice. And they thought, we ought to be able to calculate this. There ought to be a, a more regular approach. And so they established modern probability theory. And so then they were able to actually calculate the exact odds involved. And so Blaise Pascal was one of those um, mathematicians who, who came up with the probability theory. And so his, what's known as Pascal's wager is he said, humans bet with their lives that God either exists or does not. And Pascal recognized that unlike common games of chance where we have a choice to participate, we don't have a choice to participating in life. We all die and then we find out the truth. So his argument was, a rational person should live as though God exists and seek to believe in God. And if God doesn't exist, such a person will only have a finite loss. You know, maybe giving up some pleasures in life, some luxury, that sort of thing. Whereas if God does exist, he stands to receive infinite gains. And so, and he avoids in infinite losses if he's damned to hell. Wow, Jim. You know, we, we're coming down to the last uh, two, two and a half minutes of the show. But I want um, our listeners audience to know a little bit about uh, uh, Dr. Jim McMahon. you got a heart of gold. Uh, uh, you're always giving. You're always giving back. Can you explain to our listening audience, uh, uh, 45 seconds or less, why that's so important to you and your beautiful wife, Mary? Okay, it's important to me... So, as a man of science, right, I try to look at things as factually as possible. And it's, it's good to know that y it doesn't have to conflict with belief. Some people feel there, there's a, a belief and they dismiss the existence of God. And so, but I have to look at it critically. And by looking at some of these mathematicians, the way they approached it, I think there's a very good chance that God exists. We might not be able to prove it, but it's more hard to prove that God does not exist, 
right? Trying to prove a negative is a, is a very difficult thing. And so in, in it, and we may find out it's not even a provable or a disprovable fact. And then what we have to do is we have to rely on faith. And that's that the actual meaning of faith, right? Is that we're... Wow. Yeah, you, you're absolutely right. We're down to the last one minute of the show, but Jam, I tell you, I got to have you back on again. There's so many questions that we did not get to today, but we, if you agree to come back, we, I will. we, we, we will get to those as well. So I want to thank you so much. Thank you so much for being a guest on our show tonight. I'd like to thank my great uh, co-host, Michelle Cooley. Uh, thank you. I'd like to thank uh, Chris. Hey, Chris, uh, a magnificent job, my friend. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to thank our, our listening audience uh, for tuning in every night uh, to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. And I tell you what, we are looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message to you. We'll be back tomorrow at the same time, same place, from New York. Like we're in New York right across from the World Trade Center. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been the James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.